You, you were you were the absolute worst producer that's ever. Aren't you supposed to make the talent feel special and feel better <clears throat> instead of driving me crazy before every show? Okay, we're gonna try to do this good. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Do you guys just real quick to start real quick? You know how the kids do stuff that's annoying, and sometimes you just interface with like the annoying part of it. But then, if you give it a chance, you're like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Uh, Shepard. Yeah. Well, you like you're, you're like okay. I understand why they did that. It's holy hell annoying, but I get it. Right. Shouts out to Steve. Um, Shepard does this thing. You know how like when you make food, you make it to a point to where it's hot because most food either requires being prepared to some level of heat or just tastes better when it's heated on balance most foods are better hot there are some specific dishes that are best served cold but yeah i hear you without fail i feel like there's a lot of kids you say hey that's hot they don't hear you and they just they just <laughs> jam it right in their mouth and they're like they do the <laughs> that's me at age 43 okay it just it looks good it smells good i'm hungry yeah, me too. I, I, I want it hot. I want it as hot as I can possibly handle it when I put it in my mouth. I, I honestly think like 10% of my life, I walk around with a somewhat scalded tongue because mm -hmm, of something dumb from the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Roof of my mouth or tongue for sure. So that's not my guy, Shep. <laughs> my guy, Shep, the pragmatist, but, but we're a minute in and you're already yawning at me. I yawned away from the mic on purpose. Well, I'm no, boring you that it bad. It sounded like you went. <gasps> it hit. It hit me out of nowhere. It's okay. It's not even at seven thirty. It's eight thirty to Jace. Uh, my guy, Shep, is not the. Oh, I'm just gonna burn my mouth. He, he's a problem solver, a pragmatist. Okay, he's gonna figure it out. So. If you were just kind of going to figure it out, maybe you could gently on the food to help it mm. cool down quickly. Everybody's always, you get some soup. Part of the, the fun of it is to blow on it a little bit, right? That's, everybody understands this. This is a normal concept. My guy doesn't have time to wait. He's not going to scald his mouth, but he doesn't have time to sit there and go... So what does he do? He takes every little millimeter of space of breath capacity he can find in his lungs and dragon blows his food to the point to where if it's sauce, it, there is a splash across the table because he goes... He's got waves going across the soup. Like, if there's any sort of moisture, it goes all the way to the wall across from where he's sitting. And he does it like nine times, like he's trying to revive the food back to life. And I love him. And it's annoying. But when you think about it, it's smart. It's smart. He's just trying to be efficient. I can't hate on that at all. Still incredibly annoying. Give him a hot pocket and see what happens. 
oh my god the hot pocket the 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 hallmark the the bell cow of poor temperature management if there ever was one and let me tell y'all something about the hot pocket about 15 years ago i used to stockpile hot pockets in the uh work in the freezer of the work fridge but then they discontinued the barbecue which i know was like it's a horrible yeah. horrible time yeah cat meat you know but i was so would, good I, oh hey, man, it was good yeah, i would yeah. i would eat one right now you don't have to so defend right. your to the that? barbecue hot pocket. You remember the you remember the cheeseburger one? The cheeseburger one was great too. You remember that one? Anything or the anything that was um Italian in nature because it's easy to get good easy to get good flavor with a tomato sauce plus cheese plus yep. Z grade meat. I feel like um yeah, so. the, ha- the ham and cheese was great too. I I never had a bad hot pocket ever. The the pepperoni was probably the worst, but it wasn't bad. I'd eat the hell out of it if I had to. Uh yeah. I would if I had to. Sure. Wasn't my first choice. No. I liked the I liked the ones with the like just Italian sausage pizza style, obviously barbecue as mentioned. Um Oh, remember the Philly cheesesteak one for a little while? I don't think I ever had that one. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You, you split the pocket uh, open and it would just ooze a little bit and just then a little oozing, just a little ooze out the pocket. And then you... I really love <laughs> the, the ham and cheese, Jace, but I have it ranked as a tier two because something about the moisture in there, there would be moisture that would separate from the cheesiness, and yeah, and it was like you felt like you were eating like ham condensation. The the Sometimes. ham to cheese ratio in the ham and cheese hot pocket was never right to me. It needed well, more ham yeah, always. Yeah, always sure. need more ham. Any 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 value food like that, they're gonna yeah. short you on the protein. What about know, the bagel bites? Reasons. You guys ever do the bagel bites? Not in a long time. Remember the cheeseburger bagel bites? They don't make those anymore, but those were also top notch. I don't think I ever got into those. One time I was warming up a twice baked potato and you know how things that are like really thick and dense like that can like heat unevenly in a microwave. Oh yeah. So I bit in and the initial bite was like lukewarm to maybe even just barely cold. But then like my tongue flipped it (laughs) and it's potato. So you're not chewing it that much. And when my tongue flipped it, that part was scalding hot. So bad that I burned my throat. Straight down the throat. You took burned? it all the way down your throat? He took it straight down. Human dance. Human dance. Human dance. Human dance. That was a valid question. Human dance. 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 Get up off your ass. Human dance. Hard test. Human dance. Hard test. Human dance. Hard hard test. Human dance. Get up off your ass. Oh your mouth. 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 Get up off your ass for the Human Dads Podcast. Mm. Get up off your ass. Yeah. Welcome into the show. It's the Tell Your Mom to Listen, boys. It's 52 degrees outside. 
feels great. I'm sitting outside. You know, if you guys listen closely, you might hear Steve next door. I'm shout loving this way. Out Steve. My boy shout Steve. Out to, shout out to Steve, especially because he's comfy right now. This you know? is his uh, habitat for sure. Yeah. 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 This is when Steve feels the best. Uh, that's Ryland. That's Jason. I'm Brad. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Human Dads. I think we're on what? Episode 160. We we up in the 160s, boys. Yeah, so something's, something's gonna have to happen pretty soon for this show for me to keep going. Well, I, I thought about this in the context of my my podcast career, as it were, and I've gotta be getting close to 300 podcast episodes. And uh just was kind of thinking like why? <laughs> Like, what is it about me? Like, I feel like I need to talk to somebody about this. Like, why though? You know, I mean, I enjoy bullshitting with you guys, and obviously, the other stuff I used to do was fun too. But you know, I don't know why. Human Dad's one sixty one is what it is. Um, well, we're getting close, Ryland. There's Steve. Uh, I want to kind of preview what we got going on. I think we got a Jace heavy episode here, Jace. Real quick, do you remember the the audio that you sent me? I do remember that audio. It was a few weeks ago. We still going to play that? We could listen to that. I sent what do you that want, to you. What do you want to call that, Saggy? <laughs> I don't know, generic audio with dad? Generic audio with dad. I think that's what we should probably start with. But first, how's, uh, how's everybody? Did you guys uh, take in the... Republican debate last night. Where where do we no. stand on school choice? You you. Hey, did I tell you guys that Miss Texas showed up at my house? Did I tell you that? What? Miss Texas. Hold on. Miss, now, they still have Miss State. Sometimes I like to hold stories and not even mention them to you, and then just bring them out on the show like this, like, like Australia. Like I lived in Australia. Yeah, yeah. God, the most it, just just a bomb. <laughs> Just dropped a bomb on us. I lived on the other effing side of the planet. <laughs> Brad, yes, you have lived right up. here their whole lives. Uh, the way you made it sound is Miss Texas showed up like this was a a bad movie where she got like amnesia and she's just wandering through Garland, Texas, trying to work her way back to where she was. Miss Texas. Well. That's not far off. Uh, my doorbell rang. I have the Nest doorbell, mm. and I'm able to see who's at the door. I have no doorbell, as previously discussed. Right, right. I, I'm on one end of the spectrum, and Rylan is on the far other end of the spectrum. Because fuck a doorbell. And, and fuck technology, right? That's your brand. Um, And I looked on my phone at the doorbell camera, and there was a young woman in overalls standing at my door with a young man behind her wearing glasses and a nice button-up shirt and some khakis. And uh, I walked to the door, um, and this woman very pleasantly... Yeah, Brad, go ahead. Your hand's up. Did you have on pants? No, completely nude. Because it's my house. You, I can't and get you, in trouble for doing that. You'd been doing some work in the attic. and I was in the know. attic, yeah. yeah. As as you will. Mm -hmm. uh, clarification there? You weren't Winnie the Pooh nude, just full nude? Full on nude, yeah. Okay. 100%. All right. 
and uh yeah so answer the door and uh, this pleasant young asian woman said hey uh my name is uh avery and i am miss texas and i am running against angie chen button in your texas house of representatives and would like your vote acb got a challenger <laughs> oh my goodness wait so uh this is a general election but it's an odd year so it's I, in the spring it's in the spring yeah so it's coming so up this she's is a this is a primary challenger uh no she's a democrat she's running as a democrat so i she is so a why true... she, she's confusing me with her timing then i but don't I, know what do i know i actually don't know anything about getting elected because the one time i tried i lost so I'll... yeah i i i expected that i could look at the results of the most recent election and see if she won or lost but there's no such result out there so i Brad's love point. this acb <laughs> has a challenger she does and i just want to be real clear to ACB one has her between her and her husband. They're well funded. Okay. They are, mm. they've done pretty well in the, I don't even remember what business, uh, but they've done pretty well and they fund their own campaigns to the tune of like $400,000. And oftentimes the Democrat that runs against them can barely get half that. Can I and, bang a 20? Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine having that kind of money? It's at your disposal and spending it on a campaign. <laughs> uh, oh my I God, can, you nerd. I cannot, but we are not like religious zealots who think that, you know, workplaces, public sectors, and people's behaviors should be subjected to my personal belief systems. Mm. So we wouldn't then take ungodly sums of money for, especially when you consider the uh, uh, seat that they're running for, we would never think as regular decent human beings to take 400 grand to run for a Texas state representative seat and spend it that way. But thus is uh, what they do. Now, That's what they do. I happen to have known someone that ran in a primary for one of those not in the recent past and I didn't speak to this person directly about this but what I was told when that was all happening was that the amount of money that one would expect to need to get through primary and general in our district was somewhere on the order of 150 to 200,000 um yeah. so that and but you assume that it comes from the the part the the out once you make it through the primary and you get to a general you assume that a bunch of that money comes in from just all the different people that are throwing money at whoever the republican or democrat is for what they who they support right but it I, it's to use your own money you're not actually i would i mean like i would chat you know brad if you ever you've been telling us that you were gonna um actually confront acb you 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 the first year of you dads jace he ran at acb yeah. hard did he not he's he's all talk though because i pointed out to him that he could have driven half a mile less than half a mile oh he sent me I, a video yeah where she was stationed it's her her office <laughs> greeting voters and this is not I a joke I, he I sent me a video 
of her in front of a dumpster. Just, I'm wants, not joking. No, she was in front of a dumpster. That's true. No, I would just love to know the the answer to the question of how do you justify spending your own money to that degree? Maybe it means that that's just how they just have that much more money to where four hundred thousand is nothing. You know, because I would spend five hundred bucks. Jace, what <laughs> right? did you think of? Uh, yeah, five hundred. I got that. What uh, did yeah. you think of? What did you think of Avery? Um, I mean, I, I, she was pleasant enough. Um, she had any positions or did she have any issues or I looked her, I looked her up afterwards and she, I was not in any, had, had no interest in talking to a political, I think this was like a Saturday. So I was like, yeah, okay, thank you. And I looked her up afterwards and I think that she's running on a, a pretty, hardcore left-leaning so it's not uh, milk toast it's not milk toast no can i ask a question about that sure without um taking us too far into the topic Dude, that, that real, nobody really wants to hear well Sorry, go ahead, Jason. does this mean that do we have to have angie chin button on the show now to like equal time yeah isn't there a law there we have was to make until, it available. There was until nineteen eighty until nineteen eighty eight, and then okay. the FCC did away with it. It was a regulation okay. called the Fairness Doctrine. Uh, no, or somewhere in there, eighty seven, eighty eight. Um, why do they do that? You said she's running really hardcore to one side, um, and now I don't know the makeup of y'all's district. Can we pick me real quick? I think he's only Brad. saying hardcore because of what it compares to. I think she's probably just going to be like, I don't like guns. I don't like uh, anti-abortion legislation. And I don't like probably something to do with school uh, boards determining what's racist and what's not. And that sounds like extreme compared to Angie Chen Button. But I don't think for us it's actually all okay. that extreme. So you, you don't think it's actually a extremely not that no, i have any no. issue with i mean you know listen i'm open i have to, to guess everybody. he's the one that read it but i'm just that's what i'm thinking because yeah, i the think reason i ask is we you guys know that where i live it's you know deeply 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 republican but to the point where a lot of things go unopposed but when you do have someone that actually is on the democrat side like the last one, I want to say it was state. It was either state rep or it might have been county sheriff. I apologize; those are two completely. They're not real similar at all. But I just don't remember which one it was. But there was one where the the Democratic challenger who knew that they had no chance in hell was like a twenty eight year old girl with purple hair. And I'm like, listen, I have nothing wrong, no problem with the twenty eight year old girl with purple hair as a human being and as an activist to go out and do whatever mm. she wants to do. But why not try to win? Why not at yeah, least try? There has Just to be try. something. We're what's missing. wrong with what's wrong with trying? These parties don't try. They they go in the corner and jack off and let their friends watch both sides and then the, nothing changes. Anyway, that's it. I don't want to talk about politics, but yeah, wait. I go, think bro. I think it speaks to the overall general disenchantment, though, and that yeah, people feel like they're bullshit. in such an in, entrenched area like yours that it feels like, well, it, 
if I can at least just be kind of myself and loud and get the word out there, then that's good. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with you, but I, do, I think the mindset is like, I don't think I'm going to win. I just don't want to be able to sit here and be quiet. I don't want to sit here and be quiet. Like, why wouldn't the Democrats in Denton County come find a guy like me? That's I think that's a completely different conversation. But yes, I tend to agree with you. Not me as I'm just saying someone that has my general outlook on the world and yeah. position in life. Someone that people that vote for Republicans could actually relate to. I mean, I'm sorry, but like you have to play the course that you're on. You have to play. You have to run the track you, you're on. Like, I just I don't get it. You uh, the other thing I would say is that, uh, you know, one of their strategies has been and you probably haven't had too many. uh, uh What do I want to call it? What's the go blue? I, I can't forget what I can't remember what the uh, Democratic donation network is that this is like one of the bigger ones. But one of their strategies was like, uh, hey, we're just going to bombard people with texts to see if they want to run. Uh, oh, is no there oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I got like well, 75 know. texts one week to see if there was something you I you could have run against ACB, bro, to see if there was an issue that I was into or if there was some thoughts I had and that maybe I wanted to run. And to me, it sounds like maybe the person you're talking about got that text and was like, yeah, why not? Let's let's see what sticks. You know, maybe so. so. But my point is, is that they should seek out some. We need to come back. If you're going to change anything in a deeply entrenched area, you have to come back. You're going to have to do it from the middle. Like that's just human nature. You have to acknowledge the way people think, you know, whether you like it or not, whether you like the outcomes or not, you know, I don't know. I just, Jace, like did, I said, does she you have your vote? Uh, when is the election? May. I believe. Sounds like this one will be in March. May. Or March. Primary will, primary will be in March. Yeah. Right maybe. around my birthday. We'll see. Right around the old Sean Bradley birthday. But it's not going to be a primary, though. She's not running as a Republican. Angie Chen Button is the Republican. This is going she, to be. She needs your vote in March if she's going to be on the ballot in November. Otherwise, there's no way they're going to run two Democrats that uh, I guess. But someone we'll see. will someone will be get the signatures and be on there. You need to vote for her in March if you really like her, Jace. I might I might run against her. You just I just want to remind you getting texts. Uh, I I just want to remind everybody that uh, Angie Chin Button won by less than 300 votes in 2020. So if uh, Miss Texas can string some speech together and also uh, check some demographic boxes that Miss Angie Chin Button really relies upon, uh, then. I think uh, that could be pretty competitive, but you know what? If anybody's going to cover it, it is this guy. I will have updates and uh, uh, status checks throughout. We'll be checking the polls. We will be uh, following the race. And I, I want to say, uh, I'm not going to horse race it. I shouldn't say follow the polls because it's about uh, it's about the stakes. You see what I'm saying, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not about the race. It's about the stakes, okay? Well, no, we they're see... both Asian. Like I said, they... So, yeah, of course it's not about what? the race. Oh, I see what you did there. Well played. Uh, let's play some audio. What's it called again? Uh, generic audio with dad, I think is what we're calling this. Okay. Fight through 
the first call it 10 seconds okay could have i want everybody uh, do you want to uh no there was no editing it out i'm just talking about sound quality do you want to kind of put us in the room before i play this let me know what's happening here yeah my dad who uh lives close by dropped by the house which he's known to do unannounced and uh came in and we walked to the living room sat down on the couch and just me and him sitting on the couch hanging out and he looks over and starts having sports talk with me you know what actually i am going to share my screen so that we can stop and start this does that sound good sure you guys give me just uh one second oh i take that back i am not because it is not going to play that way here we're going to play it and we'll we'll fight through i i think that he's reached his potential and now we have to be realistic about what he can be for Dallas. Yeah, I don't know how the rest of the season is going to play out for them. You know, and and for yeah, for him, it's like I like a couple of throws and stuff. I'm like, yeah, those are really good. Those are really good throws. Good throws and simple things that you should should be automatic to you. You're not doing those well. He's not wrong. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a lack of ability or just too much pressure. I don't know. But something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Dak Prescott here, and uh, Jace is enthused as all hell, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. okay. I love your, your follow-up. His follow-ups are like, yeah, man. Well, you will get that a lot because here's the deal. I uh, I don't know, man. I just don't want to get into a sports argument with my dad. And so I sometimes I just kind of listen to it, acknowledge it, and uh, that's how we bond. You watch the Rangers? Yeah, that's been fun. Yeah. I, I'm not a big baseball fan, but I've been checking them out. That's been real fun. they really like turned it on it's been like that cinderella season where you know they looked real good everybody thought they were going to be there then they had that law where you thought oh crap i don't understand how you would get in a sports fight with this man he's doing he nothing like but nailing guy. it yeah uh, he yeah. is he is. I, 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 I don't know man i just i also don't like generic sports talk in general so i don't what are you talking about? He's giving you a full season recap. Cinderella, okay. then they went bad, then they You can hear how surface level his his sports analyzing is. And I'm not gonna go, well, yeah, did you uh what do you think about uh his uh, uh his war this year? Do you think do you think four is, is legit for Josh? I mean, Dad, yeah, they've been great, but what can you tell me about Evaldi's EFEP numbers? Like, I mean, honestly, it's just been off the charts. And then they just squeaked their way in. Yeah. And now they've been unstoppable. That's yeah, pretty fun. It is fun. Yeah. Pretty fun. fun. Jace just sounds so defeated, though. Hold on. I, I really want to highlight this, and I can't rewind it, but his dad just said, I just read. Okay. <laughs> And I'm very pissed at Jason that this stops where it does. But I just want everybody to listen to like the last 15 seconds here. Are you still doing your, your, um, YouTube, I forget what you call it, YouTube thing or whatever. 
The podcast? The podcast, yeah. yeah. Is that fine? Uh, we're just going to leave it right there. Dad starts off shaky with, I just read, transitions in from, I just read to, uh, uh, are you still doing your, uh, you, your you, YouTube, I forget, your YouTube, I forget what you call it, podcast? Yeah. Is that fun? Cuts it off. He was, was afraid a- of what might come next, and so he just didn't want to no, risk it. It was a total accident. I, I had my finger on the stop because I kept thinking we were at a good point, and I kind of just pressed the button on accident. I would have loved to get the rest of that, but I will tell you not much. Not much came out of it. You didn't miss anything. It was kind of a, yeah, still doing it. Pretty fun. Yeah. I just think that um, we should probably take that recording, Jason, and that should be your sizzle reel for trying to get credentials because uh, I want you to be in the room during a press conference asking questions like, did you watch the Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> I want to set I want to set up our next interview where Jason responds to people's uh, answers to be like, yeah, pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah, don't the know. Next time we have a guest on Brad, can we just uh, like Let's... turn the interview over to Jason, make it be someone that we're not super familiar with already. No, it's just my dad, man. I'm good. On... You guys have heard me on, uh, on the show, how great I am with interviews. All it's time. just my dad. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I maybe there's some therapy that needs to happen there. Who knows? I'm gonna but... say I think you're doing your dad wrong. I think that guy is just trying to engage in some lively sports talk with his spawn and just wants to have a good time and talk Dak Prescott. Clearly, I think he's got a very clear-eyed vision of what Dak is. I he said, I don't know if it's too much competition. I don't know if it's inability. I don't know. Did he, what did he say? I don't know if he's just nervous. I, the guy's nailing it. He he does these spectacular things, but then it's the simple stuff, you know, like stepping out of bounds on a two-point conversion for no reason. You know? I, maybe that's just me, but I kind of, I, I thought he made some good sports points. Well, I'm just, it's nice of him to stop by and check in, but... um I read this thing. You still doing the uh, the YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he was going with that one. I'm not even sure. That was great. Was that? It is weird to listen to your listen to your parents. I, when I look at my dad, I don't look at him as an old man. Like, you know, he just doesn't. That's not how he looks to me. But then I listen to him, and I'm like, man, that does sound old. That does he did sound, sound like, like a, a sweet old man, and I think my dad would sound the same way, and I think I agree with you. I do not look at him as old yet, right. but I do think he has entered into the phase of his life to where if we were going to start noticing differences, we've passed that that threshold now. It's in You know what I'm now. saying? Yeah. yeah, like if you're going to start seeing differences you know he's had a heart attack pretty major knee thing he's he's taken he's had a toll taken on him but uh i kind of want to do the same thing with my dad i feel like rylan could probably relate to this you gotta it might not be all playable you know it might not all be 
Yeah. <laughs> There's sometimes where it just kind of veers and you're like, ah. I'm I'm tempted that. though. To, I'm tempted though to 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 get some uh feedback from my dad during a Thanksgiving game when the Cowboys are getting their asses handed to them because he loathes the Cowboys. And he's always here on Thanksgiving and I'm sure I've told you guys before, but it seems like every year when he's here the Cowboys play terribly and he just loves it. And uh you need be, to do I it. I think it would be funny. Yeah, you need to do it. You need to try to do it. Like, I love my dad, and he's a, a sweet man, but I don't know if I want to hear him just kind of swerve into some commentary about C.D. Lamb's hair real quick. Like, I don't... Yeah. I, I don't... You can I, cut it. You can cut it, edit it, slice it down, do what you need to do. It's worth it. I'll, I'll do it next time, though. I will okay. do it. And I'll give him... He's... Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. He 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 will have generic sports talk too with you. But uh how do I put it? I don't know. He'll be a little bit more emphatic. But yeah, it's it, it a lot of times it's generic uh sports level. He's not I, quite into sports you, the same way. Anymore, you can usually get some really good like my dad's a one note on the Cowboys, but you can usually get some really good Rangers content out of him, but between Valley and the fact that he had a hip replacement, I think three and a half now weeks ago, pushing four weeks, like worst possible timing. Like, I mean, there's like no world series playoff, nothing content at all from him. Mm. So, yeah, I, I would, I will say this. My dad sounds like a sweet old man talking sports, but if you get him going about Ohio state, it's a different story. He'll, he, he will get fired up. You'll, you'll hear a little fire in him. And, uh, maybe when they lose to Michigan this year, which will say, crush him. It's going to crush him. I'll, could I'll we, get something. Can we roll that day? Where? Yeah. Uh, where is it at? The big house or the horseshoe? No, it's at the big house, which makes this even worse. Yeah. Okay. Um. What else you got, Jace? Because I feel like I got to go down the list here. What did you do a few weeks ago, and why? That's my main question: is why? What an open-ended question. Do you remember what I'm asking about? Tell no. us about tell us about why in God's green earth in 20 and 23 did you go to some gym in Arlington? Why are you going to watch independent level wrestling? Oh yeah, right. dude, absolutely. Oh, I totally forgot about that. I texted you guys as I was sitting down and I may have even sent you a picture. Yeah, so I have some friends. Yeah. I I have some friends who are uh, really into wrestling. A couple of my my good buddies, Brandon and Brandon, are into wrestling, wrestling guys, and um, they invited me to go to what would be considered an indie wrestling show. It's a a very small kind of although they do pay per views, but it's a smallish independent professional wrestling situation. Do you want to describe the picture I sent you, Brad? I'm trying to get the the best view of it, but essentially you're looking at probably what would you say a hundred folding chairs? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And and they're the kind of folding chairs that guys like Jason and myself see, and we automatically start doing the calculus uh -huh. on can I find like the newer one of the bunch or can i find one that at least has all of the rubber stops on the legs because 
if it doesn't have the rubber stop and it's just going to be the slick metal on the hard ground, I'm going to be sliding on this thing or breaking it further. But they're that level. They're like, uh, you know, side hustle rental company level folding chairs. They're not like your nice uh, on the bench of the LA Lakers folding chairs type situation. If, if that, uh, this is like, a, a PTA fundraiser with some, you know, disposable tablecloths, uh, level folding chairs. You're suggesting that independent level wrestling that has an event in Arlington isn't particularly well-funded. It looks like we're at a lifetime fitness or something similar to that, where there's basketball goals on three sides. Then there's your wrestling ring that kind of looks elevated, but in the backdrop, it looks like the walking tracks of whatever got the, uh, this got the this goals are the goals raised up. We got the goals. The raised goals up are raised the up. They've just pushed the stanchions. They've just pushed the stanchions okay. off to the side. The goals right. are, you could still go shoot some hoops if you want, right? Oh, for off sure. To the side. For sure. So definitely any kids between the ages of like nine and, and 13 are going to find a ball or a wadded up piece of paper. And they're going to go over there and, and try to put something in, in the hoop. Yeah, and it looks like we've got two flights of what I would call like either a walking track or a jogging track. But you know how they'll they'll have the tracks elevated around the bowl of the gym. So this is either a high school or a like I said, a lifetime fitness. No, it, um, out in Grand Prairie, there's a um, you know where all that new stuff is that water park. Uh -huh. it, uh -huh. It's it's one of those buildings. It's like a a sports epic facility. waters. There's just yeah. okay. that's, that's do that we is. need to do we need the effort to get the mayor out to the uh, independent wrestling in Grand Prairie? Yeah, I was told it was Arlington, but if it's Grand Prairie, we can maybe make that work. Yeah, it is Grand Prairie. Um, what is the name of this independent entity that uh, I believe the initials are W something World Revolver, maybe or it's got to be wrestling. World wrestling revolver so i can't remember something like that okay nothing says All nothing right. says world like uh independent grand prairie event. it was let me just tell you it was fucking awesome i loved every second of it i am not a big wrestling guy I used to watch wrestling back in the day when i was a kid but it was so fun and brad i think a big reason they use those particular chairs are so that it doesn't hurt as much when one of the wrestlers throws the other wrestler through every one of those chairs after everyone gets up quickly because we're told to move and then <laughs> they throw the wrestler through five rows worth of chairs which did happen uh right in front of me and it was so you're so part of great. the show absolutely <laughs> It's like SeaWorld, but with people instead of whales. And you want to have a lightweight aluminum for those scenarios. Yes. You can't be yes. having like something really sturdy. Yeah. Correct. It was it was so fun. And uh, the wrestlers are just like walking around and everybody's having a good time. It, it was an interesting and unique crowd for sure. A lot of very enthusiastic people about wrestling. Uh, and by the end of the night... I was standing and cheering and booing for wrestlers that I had seen for the first time about five minutes earlier. And, uh, and I had a great time at the wrestling show in Grand Prairie, Texas, uh, across from the world of water. 
epic waters. Do you think that um, all this is going to have a little resurgence because of this uh, movie about the Von Erics that's coming out? Yeah, that does look pretty good. Have you guys seen the trailers for that stuff? I have not. never, even though I'm my heritage is very much in Texas and DFW media and DFW culture. I'm, I, I was a little too young for the heyday of that stuff. And then beyond that, I never had an interest in wrestling. This genre of wrestling, I was just never my thing. But I do, I did see the trailer where it shows like, you've seen the pictures of the Sportatorium. In fact, our friend Jeff Schroer Stottle, who uh, was on the show with us a couple years ago, he tweeted it, a picture of it out just a couple hours ago from the trailer. And it shows people walking up to the Sportatorium and it looks just like what you would have seen in a picture or a little, you know, TV clip from, you know, 40 years ago. And that's really cool. Cause that is very extremely, extremely hyper local, um, culture. You know, they would broadcast, uh, you know, those sportatorium events locally. And I, I never watched them cause I was a little too little to remember, but like Courtney's older sister, who's five years older than us, you know, she remembers that stuff and her husband, they remember that like it was, that was their childhood, you know? So if you're that age, we're just a shade too young, but if you're like 47 plus, that's gotta just be the coolest shit of all time to yeah. see that. I, I definitely remember my dad as probably some of my first, like watch something on television with your dad talking about the Von Eriks and the sport. Like, I yeah I feel like I agree with you. We are too young to really conceptualize it and have a memory of like specific matches or or anything. But I want to say when I was six years old, I uh, I was enthralled by this. I know for sure either my dad and or stepdad have uh, introduced me to the claw by the time I was like six years old, and uh, were role playing. The wrestlers at the Sportatorium, including the Von Erichs, uh, namely. But yeah, I do feel like it's maybe just a little, like a touch early for us to really uh, be into it. Because I feel like when I was in wrestling, it probably really started like 1989. And I think that's when they were wrapping up. Like, I think they had already started to yeah, that head down, be. head downhill at that point. Because didn't right. he, he died. We were like, in middle school, I think Carrie Von Eric specifically, I want to say he died in like 92, 93. There's no way I was in high school when he died. I'm, I'm fairly certain it was like sixth or seventh grade if I had to guess. So um, you say, will that revive it? But I feel like independent level wrestling, like what Jason's talking about. I don't feel like that's ever like really gone away. I feel like but it's always a, it was a, thing. a bigger, but surely it was a bigger mind share of people at that time. When yeah. I think that, wrestling that probably portrays was than now. Yeah. Right? Wrestling in general was then though, I think was a bigger thing. Like it was more of a cultural staple than it is now. I mean, there are certainly yeah, tons of wrestling I, fans, but I remember, um, my every, when I was a little, little kid, this tells you a lot about like where I came from and like the, the type of type of, family we were and stuff the, all the little nuggets you're going to hear in this but when i was a little little kid like i'm going to say from ages four to about seven once a year and this was my parents only trip they would ever take 
they would go to Shreveport to go to the horse races. Oh, yeah. Annually. And that was the only time really they ever went anywhere unless we went somewhere, which I only in that in those years, I only remember doing that maybe one time. But they would um, set me up to just go stay with random relatives. And one of the relatives that I love staying with the most was my dad's uncle, Billy. Uh, they were like just old school. Like all uncle Billy only wore overalls, um, drove a propane truck for a living. And I remember once one Saturday night when I'm like kindergarten age, I'm there with them hanging out and they're like, it's 1030 on a Saturday and they're getting riled up, ready to go. Are you ready to watch wrestling? And I don't know if it was national or if it was the local stuff. It was early enough in the eighties that it could have been the local, but I'm too little to remember but they talked about it to me like this is as big as the Cowboys game. You know, like this is this is some shit we're about to sit down and get into. That sounds you right, know? though. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think if you think back to those days, like your parents knew who Hulk Hogan was and Andre the Giant before they become fam- became famous outside of wrestling. They knew who they were because they were everywhere. Like it was. Like that was part of the culture. Professional wrestling was kind of fresh and new and had just, it's not like that anymore. I don't think, I think there's still that niche, that group that loves it, but there, I mean, the rock wasn't famous until he became the rock movie star. Right. I think wrestling is massive. They sell out. What what do they sell out when they come here? Oh, for sure. At at least uh, the American Airlines center. Like that's what? 26, thousand people I, something i'm like just that? talking cultural impact not not like how popular it is because it is it is super popular i think uh, it's got a tremendous amount of cultural impact that like bleeds into all facets of uh our life because of the way it's uh received and and consumed now like people understand the concepts of like a story and an arc and understand the concept of like you don't just watch it as a spectator anymore. You watch it as like an analyst, an analyst who's also analyzing the behind the scenes inner workings of like, does McMahon have a relationship with this guy? Is his contract going to be re-upped? Then how does that uh, yeah. connect to the arc of his character? And I think it's even bled into how like some of these people are into Q and how they're like in invigorated by certain politicians like i think wrestling is as pervasive as as it's ever been i think it's like a it's it's if as much as it's ever been it's like a lifestyle and a personality type that uh, no doubt connected to it now no doubt but like who is the world championship who's the world champion in wrestling right now your mom exactly goldberg exactly that's what I'm saying. Everybody knew that Hulk Hogan was the guy in 1986 or whatever it was. Uh, everyone knew that at WrestleMania, it was going to be Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant or the ulti- ultimate warrior. I will say, though, what you're saying is 100% true. There's like seven different things now. Yeah, like, true. Are you the pay-per-view champion? Are you the Raw champion? Are you the Intercontinental? Are you That's the- why. That's probably partially why, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same as boxing, right? And boxing back in the day, 
Man, my grandpa would have us all over for every Tyson pay-per-view. We'd all gather around the TV after contributing our $10 to get the pay-per-view or $5. And then 15 seconds after that bell is rung, the fight is over and we'd all be real disappointed. Like that was the big moment, that big event of, of the boxing year. I don't know. I have no idea who the boxing champion is uh, right now. Uh, Riddick Bowe. It's not Riddick Bowe. Heavyweight boxing. Yeah. It's Lennox Lewis. Heavyweight boxing is not really a thing anymore is what it is. Um, Butterbean. Yeah. It's, oh, it's you USA. The USA Network champion Butterbean. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Friday night fights Butterbean. <laughs> oh my is god. The, is the champion. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can still get into an exhibition type thing for that. Wrestling has its own ecosystem, but boxing will still occasionally do the shameless exhibition, you know, like the Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson from a couple years ago. I watched the um, whole thing. Sure. Uh, I yeah. was really, I was really amazed at how quick Mike still was. I mean, it was clear that neither of those guys intended to really fight each other, you know. But Mike no, showed but... his quickness. It was really impressive at fifty-two or whatever he was back then, um, or the Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Ron Paul shit. I mean, sometimes I, I might end up being at somebody's house when we've decided to irresponsibly watch that stuff, but. Uh, it's I don't you know, like those. It's not as like much. it used to be. No, they're terrible. No one ever fights those guys. I want a real boxer to fight those guys. I want to see boxing, not flailing, and one guy who kind of knows how to punch sometimes, but even then. Uh, but I, I really enjoy boxing. Um, we're wrapping it up here at the end. Can I ask y'all a question real quick? My brain just gets stuck on stuff like this sometimes. Do y'all ever get, do y'all ever wonder like, okay, so you have clothes. I do actually. I don't use them in the attic often, but I have them. Yeah, we all have them. Okay. Let's say you wash something and then you dry it. Okay. Usually I do that in that order. Actually, you have a washing machine. Washing machine. You have a drying machine. A drying machine. And let's say you repeat this process uh, regularly, like every five to ten days for said article of clothing for I feel a like, year. Rylan, I feel like we need to probably get the apology beat ready. <laughs> yeah. I, Not at all. I, 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 I just, feel like he's setting it up. It's amazing how well I know him. You're way wrong. You're way wrong. It's amazing how well we know him now, and I can look at him, and I can see it. You're so far off. Okay. You're so far off. Okay. But when, when I first got that shirt, it was a certain size. You could like measure it and it would measure at 32 inches shoulder to shoulder or whatever. Uh -huh. And then the length of it would measure, you know, 30 inches or whatever. But a year from now, I'm going to go measure it. And it's going to measure like 29 inches. And, and, it's going to measure like 27 inches long. And I just want to ask you guys, like, where does it go? 
it's, if, it, if it if it shrinks, where does it go? Who it's, does the, the um? Well, who does the laundry in your house, Brad? Both of us equally. 100%. Do you do your Do you do your own laundry? No, it's not like split like that. But uh, no, both of us share in the laundry one hundred percent. Oh, I'm gonna tell you where it goes. Uh, when you lose inches off of your clothes. If it's been a good shirt for you, it goes up to heaven. <laughs> and if it, you know, it's kind of a slutty shirt or you did some bad stuff in it, it goes to hell. That's actually, I, I don't know. This does bring me some peace. I'm going to start judging my shirts. Here's what I think. The fibers in the fabric become worn over time and more compressed and what what little matter you actually do lose off of them i think it's mostly just that they become compressed and the shape changes but what little matter you do lose in that process over time is what you're pulling out of your lint trap so it's in the the lint trap. It's not heaven or hell, daddy. It's purgatory. It's the lint trap. I I know this is going to sound stupid and they don't uh, uh, connect to one another, but I watched a whole TED talk about what happens when you lose weight. Because I never really thought about it, but like, did you think about where's the weight go when you lose it? Like, how do you relieve it from your body? Like, how does it leave? It, you pee it out and you sweat it out. It's from your That's what you hole. think. That's what you think, right? But do you know what it actually is? No. You breathe it out. Mm. You you breathe it out. You change the, the way that your system is working to where you breathe out the weight is this guy's TED Talk. And it just was mesmerizing to me. Like, where does stuff go? And I want to believe Ryland's uh, theory or, you know, it's probably the closest thing that true that we've said. Although I love your idea, Jason. Heaven and hell for the slutty shirts. That's a good idea. But he's probably right that there is, is some sort of like contraction. And I suppose if we really wanted to in that same way, like when it's wet, you could like stretch the thing out yeah. all the damn it's, time. It's mostly that the shape changes, I think. And it's not that it's losing yeah. mass. Yeah. If you had, Brad, if you you had like the most precise measuring tool available to weigh that shirt and you weighed that shirt when you got it, when it was completely dry and you weighed that shirt again in two years, when it was again, completely dry, I think the weight would be almost the same, but the shape would be uh, different. Yeah. It's not like your shirt changes. You don't gain extra shirt when you stretch it out. Transubstantiation of, of shirt. God, this guy's such an idiot, Rylan. I... That kid that lives here, the older one, this was a safe space. She She's 11. You know better She's than in that. Sixth grade. She walked out here. It's been raining all day. Yes. The yard looks like a bombed out section of Detroit because the pool's being built right now. Um, and wow. tough one. She, so it's it's muddy. She walks across the patio, steps right through the dirt where there's a trench because there's like a gas line or something going down there. 
gets into a swing and swings under this tree for the last 10 minutes. You might have heard some squeaking. That was Layla out there swinging. She comes back wearing brand new Crocs. These Crocs are less than a week old. Walks right over, makes sure to step full step into the dirt pile. Step, step. After going through the wet grass, walks all the way across the patio, opens the door. Steps on the outside doormat, does not take any special measures, just walks right through it, opens the door, and there's an inside doormat, and she stepped right over it. Didn't even touch it. Like, I'm telling y'all, man, I can't wait to be done with these people living here, man. I want it to be clean. I would uh, I would ask her uh, if... I, w- I would tell her, actually. I think I would they, make a joke about trading her in. That, that's what no I would do. They have no idea. Like, last night, Courtney and I went to a show, and they had some activities. We had a, a friend of ours' daughter who's like, I don't know, 17 or something. She was like their chauffeur and got them all settled in. And so, like, they were home alone from, like, I don't know, 9.30 until the time we got home a couple hours, not even a couple hours later, which is fine. They were just hanging out doing their thing. Part of that was playing Nintendo in my office. And when they play Nintendo in there, one of them will typically sit in my office chair. Anytime someone sits in my office chair and plays Nintendo on the TV on the wall over there, I come in the next morning to go to work, and my entire desk is just covered in sticky fingerprints. And I'm like, Mm. what was on y'all's hands? There's a door. There's a closet over here, a little tiny closet right over here next to our master bedroom. And all that's in there is like photo albums, old frames. Playboys. In the laundry room. Yeah, old Playboys for the interviews, of course. You know, old picture frames, folders of pictures and tripod crap and in the bottom there's a giant pile of blankets and that's that's what it's used for is blankets so the only people that are ever really in and out of that closet are the two girls because they're always in and out of there grabbing blankets because they're their blanket people like they just they they can't i'm a blanket person blanket on them i'm with them that's fine i'm not criticizing just saying that's what they are that's them well I, i went in there the other day to put some blankets up because they were like spread out around the house and I kicked them all in there and I grabbed the door to open or the knob to open the door to this closet. And this door was crusted in something that was food probably seven days ago. I'm like, what is on? Be conscious. How do you not know that your hands are covered in shit? That's a big player in my house too. Usually it's the the old, how old it, do we have to make them be, Jace, before they'll know that they have crap all over their hands? It's obviously I don't know. not 11. And Evan is what now? 14? Yeah, 15. He's 15, 15 now. Just turned 15. What are we doing, man? How do we not know? I know I did not go around wiping old food on doorknobs at 11 or 15. Yeah, it's a player, well, you, man. You knew there was a threat of physical violence, so... Yeah, you know, and I'm not for beating your kids, but what do we have? I'm to not do either. Not have old food on. Why are you winking when you say that, though? That's. I think it's physical violence. But no, because I don't want old food on doorknobs. Hey, next time, can we talk about being a blanket person? Because I think that's a great topic, Ryland. That is actually, up. I like, I like that. I'm here. Yeah, for that. I'd like to talk more about that because we're about to get into blanket season. And uh, I would love for us to explore you, that you a little need bit to, more. You need to, you know, we've got new listeners now. You need to walk them through your 
recliner mm-hmm. scene. Yep, it's that time of and, year. And I'm not really a blanket guy. I'm much more hoodie guy. Yep. But I live hey. with three three people that are literally they would wear a blanket all day, mm-hmm. every day if they could. Yep. Yep. Before we go, I'm not trying to skate out of here so quick. You're not letting you guys go. I don't know if anybody's ready to go, but I just want to say, maybe carry this over the next time. I just want to say, I don't care what the qualifiers are. I don't care what you tell me happened. If a young man cries after a sporting competition or during a sporting sporting competition, I think it's a hundred percent completely and totally without qualification or categorization. Okay. I don't understand why we are so hung up with fucking crying in the year 20 and 23 as though it's this special emotion that should you ever express it, we've now got to go ahead and weigh in on what it means and extrapolate it out to the rest of your uh, moral fiber or character or timber as a man. It makes no absolute damn sense to me, and I can't even believe it's a conversation anymore. Uh, Yeah, I would like to dig into this, too, because I have multiple views on this, and some of them are conflicting. Yeah, because because I don't know the answer. Are you talking about like a random? Are you talking about a random World Series happy cry? Are you talking about a college football disappointed kid? Are you talking talking about about Caleb Williams? Yeah, Caleb Williams. Because I, I, I don't, I don't. Well, well, let's save it. Let's save it. Yeah, I want to get. I want to get into that. I want to get into that. I do. I'm pro crying. Next week on Human Dads, episode 162. We're finishing the regular season and we're headed to the playoff. Let's do something special for 169. Because 169 is like where there's a guy standing at the end of the bed. <laughs> you know? Just standing Where's there. Where's the outro, Look, Brad? Looking, Play it. I'm ready to go. Looking at you. Just I'm staring go at make you. my wife a cocktail. You're a terrorist. For Brad, for Ryland, for Jason, Human Dads, that was episode 160. We've lost a degree. Oh, I think we're at episode 161. Shout out to Avery Bishop. We wish her all the luck in the world. And, we're going to have uh, Angie Chen Button on the show next week. I just want to say Miss Texas has spoken out against state GOP leaders and announced Tuesday that she is challenging state rep Angie Chen Button out of Richardson. She is 26 years old and Ooh, she announced that candidacy, candidacy back in August. So good for not, her. Not, not too young in my mind, but too young in the mind of the average voter, sadly. We'll holler at y'all next week. Bring the bread. Go to Arby's. Tell your mom to listen. Keep it tight. Do keep it tight. Mm, I don't like the way you said that at all. No, sure don't. All right, hit stop. Let's schedule the next one. Not from the guy that said 169 is a guy standing at the end of the bed watching. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong?